All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Day one of Worlds, and we're all feeling super great with no doubts. Still just as confident as ever after taking on the LPL champion. This is Hunter Talk. <laughs> we're your dads, Jordan and Cole. What's up? And uh, guys, I'll be honest with you. Jordan and I just got a little uh, nice weekend where we got to hang out in mm. IRL. In IRL. Have you in, ever hung out with a friend IRL before? It's awesome. Yeah, I've never done anything like it. It was crazy. Rare treat. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Couch co-op. Couch co-op games. Turns out, Cole, meant to be played from the same couch. Yeah. I don't I don't know how we missed that all these years. Wild Rift was a great couch co-op game, I've learned. <laughs> That's right. I even played Wild Rift. That's how much yeah. I like my friend. We got him, willing, chat. Willing to do that. And actually had fun. Anyway, so this is Hunter Talk. We are, of course, powered by Rip It, as we always are. Um, I'm slamming a tribute cherry lime tonight. I've got an early work meeting tomorrow. <clears throat> so, of course, he's double fisting. And <laughs> we, we, all night. we consumed quite a bit of Rip while we were uh, IRL. I, I put a healthy dent into my remaining stock of Rip It. Yeah, that, that it's trip. getting kind of low. We got to get hoodie on that so yeah. we can uh, renew yep. this partnership. But... The other wonderful thing about Hunter Talk is that it is also powered by Elgato. So they are our streaming and lighting, uh, our capture and lighting provider. And we love them so much. And do you know what? The feeling's mutual. They sent us some boxes. Look at this. What? More boxes? Didn't they know my house is already full of boxes? Look at this. Look at this. For... Now, this is box. their, their Oktoberfest box. And I just got to point out, they are so awesome that they actually like do custom art and packaging for their like partnership boxes. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. It's Green actually screen. like a dang attractive box. So all their products snuck right in there too. Yeah. It's, it, that's no joke. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, inside this wonderful package, let's take a look. Oh, I, almost, I almost said, where's the stream deck? Oh. It's right there in the middle. It's right, right in the middle. A pull tab? An unboxing experience coming to you live. I haven't really seen this stuff yet. So <clears throat> pulling out, we have, oh, if I can get this thing out. What? Oh, my gosh. From Bavarian Caps, because it is Oktoberfest. We have what appears to be, it, this is like a, it, like, it looks almost like a raw silk texture. Obviously, it's not silk hat, but. It's a cool texture, Elgato hat with the patch. Yo. Because we repping. This, oh, look at the brim even has their like their like geometric pattern they use. Look at that underneath. This incredible mug. Are you kidding me right now? Is that a Stein? It's a Stein style mug. Stein style mug. Hold it up so they can see it. <laughs> it's coming to you live. Look right at that here. art. That is that is legit awesome. See, there's this is that's what I'm saying. There's a difference between sending people stuff and then like doing excellent packaging and design and like making it really really fun yeah this was oh, made this thing in is germany quite big this thing is quite big and it's yeah it's got the like little narrowing top it's amazing 
this will hold at least a quarter of the rip it that I will drink on stream tonight. Here, let me pull that back so you can see that art a little better. This is a foam shape. A foam is shape. This, did you also receive a foam shape? Uh, in yours? No. Well, I guess I'm the lucky winner, Cole. Oh, you got you got what's underneath something, which is these. These are oh. coasters. <laughs> My coasters moved. Well, <laughs> Cole, these coasters look to be of similar quality to the incredibly fine hundred talk coasters, which now have some buddies. Yeah, and these ones are like That's little wooden. Very cool. Like maybe bamboo, I think actually. And if they had a store where they sold this stuff, I think they would sell a lot of it. Yeah. These are uh, very nice. And then of course they've got <laughs> it's like a it's like a gingerbread cookie pin. I wish my camera would like autofocus better. But yeah. You get yourself a face cam, Cole. That's right. You that was a big flex by you. <laughs> and then the final item appears to be this very hefty Oh my goodness. bottle opener here. That is Hold on. Yeah, I got to get in the like focal range of my camera. It's pretty sick. So thank you, Ogato, for the goodies. Yeah. Man. This is an incredibly kind gift from them to us. Yeah. It's Oktoberfest. Now, I, I am not a beer drinker, but I am a rip it junkie. Yeah. So I will, a, uh, I will celebrate in that spirit. Well, we're going to find you some cask strength rip it. <laughs> and then look out, world. Guess. Then we'll be streaming all night. Yeah. The marathon stream <laughs> commences. Well, I'm not going to pin this to my jersey because reasons, but this will make an appearance, you can bet, <laughs> future streams. Um, in, other, uh, in other news for 100T fans, uh, I think one of the biggest things, of course, was the Lil Nas X video that came out. Was that, that was yesterday, right? Sunday. Yesterday. So yeah. all the days are running together for me. Uh, how cool was that? That was what in the so world? much cooler than I had ever thought a thing would be associated with like <laughs> worlds. Yeah, with worlds, right? It's like you worlds have has done some cool stuff, but this this was sort of on another level. Yeah, you have the uh, Team Liquid, like on what was it Monday? Yeah, released their uh, cover video that they did of the same song, by the way. Cover of the same yeah. song, parodied by Avali, Raz, and Captain Flowers. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. Three of the most likable personalities in the entire scene. Right. Um, they did a good job. The video was fun. The video was cool. The this video. The style that they did last year as well. So right. it's like they're starting to get their world style thing down. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. So, really cool, fun, enjoyable video. And then Under T decided. <laughs> they were going to release what we call the real thing, which was an actual <laughs> music video using the real song and the real artist. And of course, Jordan, I, I wonder, I bet you could guess. Can you guess yeah. my favorite moment from this video? Um, pressure's on, pressure's yeah, on. Right. Let's see what he can do, folks. I mean, I saw you tweet <clears throat> about that nade shot. Oh, I know. It's the hoodie org. <laughs> It's the hoodie org hoodie. It's the hoodie org. The hoodie org hoodie. That, okay. That hoodie is actually sick. It is, look, it would have been very easy to just kind of slap 
in Helvetica font, hoodie org on a hoodie. They did it in the style of the logo. It's it's very good. I love it. And they and it's like it's like they take one of our here. I'm putting it on screen. Yeah, thank you. I wasn't prepared to do this, but move I, me oh, move in this direction so anyway. I can see. You're here. Look at this, guys. <laughs> Look I've at that. I need it so much. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. My goodness gracious. Um. Yeah, and it's like it it like parodies the look of, you know, many of the hundred T hoodies, and then just adds that little detail, which you might not have noticed if you were like watching on a phone or something, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> boy, I hope that is available for purchase at some point. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people tweeting links to what must be a ripoff, a knockoff sword. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, I know. Yeah, that was a, a hot idea. Um, mm-hmm. I know Mont campaigned very heavily yeah. and directly at 100T to have them do something like this. I hope I hope they drop that so much. I yeah. would pay so much money for that. <laughs> I just love that it's uh, it it completes the circle of all those people who are using that as an insult to have that the picture of that in the image with the trophy in the little Nas X video. It's like I just I, I feel honestly at this point you know when there's a game and a team's getting beat so badly? Like, there's part of you that feels bad for them, right? Yeah. I'm starting to feel bad for the people who are still trying hard to hate on 100T. You know? <laughs> it's like th- their job's getting real, real tricky. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> like, you know, they'll start to... They'll, they'll find safe harbor in these more and more kind of, like, extreme arguments like yeah but you guys lost to edg how's that feel <laughs> so sorry now you're pretty sorry um <laughs> you know like that's they'll they'll start to hit on that stuff where it's like yeah okay we're not the best team in the world currently. or are we or are we today i'd say today you could say safely you could make that argument um anyway my point being uh pour some out for the the, the haters who are still staying strong a lot of them are trying desperately to find the link to the essential shop so that they can pretend they've been fans all along. <laughs> Good for no, them. No other org could have pulled this off. No other org could, could do the, uh, the series of events and the content to back it up that this yeah. org has done. So everybody who's real, here though. tonight, we chose correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmation of that. I, did, I, I saw a lot of people from a lot of different orgs and who are unaffiliated with 100T, but are but work in this space, saying how good this is for esports in general, how this is absolutely a unique accomplishment in this space that only 100T could pull off. So yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff, um, which I think tells you that that speaks much louder than the people who um, will try to take pot shots. Yep. So put that in your. Well, I won't finish that. Because I don't want to have an attitude tonight. <laughs> I'm, I've got plenty of attitude for both of us, Cole. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for having You're your attitude. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Well, bring that attitude along with you because we are about to take a journey into what happened today. Oh, boy. And, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and roses. No. Um, but there are some things to go through with this that, you know, we just want to say them out loud you know uh i think yeah. at this point everybody realizes this is a 
This is a first game at Worlds thing. We're playing the LPL champion. I don't know if you knew that, but they are the ones who won the LPL. Think about how much you respect the LPL and then, you know, think mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it was a, it was still a weird game, right? It was for, for a couple of reasons. It was a weird game that where it almost didn't feel like hundred thieves, mm. um, for part of it. So I think like, I think what we're going to do is just tackle this game topically. I don't think it's worth breaking down in ultra detail what happened. Um, and then just kind of use that as a measuring stick on how we feel and, um, what's lying ahead for us. Like tomorrow we take on DFM, same mm. bat time, same bat channel. Nice. Uh, and they got stomped, I think as hard as I've ever seen a stomp at worlds by T1. It was very bloody. So, <clears throat> you know, things are going to yeah. be different from this point forward. So let's just kind of take the temperature here. Okay. Jordan, I wanted to start off with, um, the draft. Now, I didn't find many people who felt ultra satisfied with the draft. Mm -hmm. And there are like eight different things you could talk about about this. So we yeah. may not choose like the, the most logical order here as we go through the, the draft related topics. Um, <clears throat> but I did want to say this. Uh, something that I get nervous about and I think like fans look for is what, who's going to have the, the meta read for worlds. Even yeah. in play in stage, it doesn't really materialize too much. Yeah, doesn't tend, it doesn't tend to be like, oh, okay, everybody knows what the meta is. Here's what right. we're doing going for it, right? It's like it kind of emerges during groups and we see who has the best one. Yeah. And we saw the other NA teams kind of play it the way NA was being played during the year. Like their, their comps were not too different um, mm -hmm. from what was done during playoffs in LCS. Right. And right. we decided to take another tactic, right? Um, which is interesting. As the LCS champions, as the team who won out with that meta, with that style, we also were the team who abandoned it on day one. <laughs> and Jordan, which of, which of these picks do you want to uh, start with? Um, I mean, I think we should start with J4. Okay. The Jervin. The Jervin. Yeah. What's your reaction on the Jarvin pick? Well, cool. So, okay. J4. This feels like one of those. It's like a classic. It's not, this is not a champ we played a lot of in the split. The split, which saw us bring home our first Lil Nas X trophy. <laughs> and um, so it's a, it's a, like you were saying, feels a bit of a deviation from the path that got us here. I'm not mad about that in general. I think the thing that uh, for me it feels more curious um, is that Jarvin doesn't seem to fit closure's strengths. Hmm. Uh, and I think when I was talking about this at a high level with you earlier, I said it felt like a support champ. Jarvin in this game felt a lot like a support champ. And, you know, like he had a very specific and limited role that he was, I think, both intended to play in this game. And what, that he ended up being able to play. So it's like the plan didn't go exactly as we'd hoped. And what that meant was that basically 
closer, our best player, arguably, at finals MVP, playoffs MVP, was relegated to a press R button chant, right? Like yeah. engage and and try to get out, basically. So I just think he he has shown us that he's he's too good um to be or at least he's he's good enough that we should not give him a narrowly defined role in games um if that role is not to win the game yeah that makes, that sense. makes sense yeah yeah um worth noting i think in this conversation of, about jungle picks is that um nothing was banned against us mm. in the jungle, jungle wise jungle we had wise. our whole pick of the bunch yeah and actually i think I like we didn't ban away any junglers either if i'm yeah no. we didn't ban any junglers either so <clears throat> we kind of had our our choice of whatever yeah. we wanted. Um, so it feels very strange. I have a I have a theory on why we did this, but I'll let you. I'll make sure. I want to make. Sure I want to hear your theory in. first. So my theory is this: <clears throat> you and I both noticed MF. It's interesting. MF is must have a hundred percent presence. Yeah, I feel like uh, if it's not hundred, it's certainly like nineties, high nineties. And I I'm pretty sure that there's none of that as a ban it's just always played it's always the first or second pick and i thought like he usually gets picked up first red side so um it felt to me like we were playing into that right it's like mf is great mf is is the meta this yeah. is the meta and now oh my gosh they left us yumi also the meta grab that mf our bot lane is gonna smash which bold going into <laughs> the bot lane that we were going to um and and i think they what they were thinking is not only is this bot lane so good that we can't help but win with it we're going to get the final piece here that turns this bot lane into an absolute team fight menace and we're going to get them choked up in the in the jungle grab them in a choke point get three inside that little cataclysm and then <clears throat> game's over so I, th I think that we went for that specific kind of execution and, um, you know, maybe, it, maybe we're surprised almost that we didn't, um, I don't know. It's like our, our star player was ended up being someday. Like he was the shining light in this game for us. So it's kind of like if we hadn't put all our eggs into the weird setup misfortune with the 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 Yumi, um, you know, bullet time victory moment, like maybe we actually would have had a better chance at this, right? Like put closer on, um, I don't know, put closer on. Is Viego gone? Viego's deleted from the game now. That must yeah, be. Yeah, Viego is no longer involved in League of Legends. He That's retired. too bad. He looked pretty good for us for a bit there, <laughs> um, but you know, like. Any one of these other champs that that uh, closer has taken games over on, and you know between closer and and Aatrox, might have had a pretty good shot at this thing. Yeah. So, I'm I'm like, yeah, I do feel like maybe we uh, we intelligenced ourselves away <laughs> from what we're most comfortable with and best at, which <clears throat> I don't mind taking like a hyper meta pick. In fact, that's something that we've specifically yeah. called out as like we want to see this because in past iterations of 100 thieves it felt like maybe we were a little slower to things like that mm -hmm. by the way i i checked and M misfortune did have 100 presence though she was wow. banned by mad lions in the tl game 
Um, oh, and all the other games she was picked. She was picked and played. Well, and we saw Cole <clears throat> what happened. That really paid off for him. That's right. <laughs> oh, I felt really good uh, watching that game. But um, yeah, so the thing with Jarvin is like, it was yeah, it was a it was a part of that like okay, like let's play the new way. Remember though that we're working with less practice, less scrim time. We had visa issues mm-hmm. with our jungler in particular, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so it does feel a little strange to me to go so heavy in on like the new meta when we've had probably the least time out of any of the teams to really prepare for what the meta is. Right. 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 And like we did, we and, had zero reps with this lineup ever. Yeah. And, you know, we saw um, Team Liquid play a very LCS comp, like I said, you know, and, and they did well, you know, yeah. like, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just surprised by that choice. Um, I will point this out. I don't think like a lot of people were talking about like support Jarvin, right? Or set up Jarvin or something like that. Mm-hmm. There were a couple fights where closer was really close to making unbelievable plays. Like that last fight that we had in jungle. Yeah. He almost got a triple kill inside <laughs> of cataclysm. Right. He was doing some work. Um, but at that point, we I were just too far behind, things- you know? Yeah, and they called it out on the broadcast live, but basically it's like once Jarvin's done in a fight, he's done. Yeah. You know, there are other champs that closer plays that they're not done until they're looking at a grayscale screen, you know? Like they will continue the fight until you kill them. So I think in, in that sense, it did feel like we're leaving some on the table here with closer because we've, he's done all that he, you know, he can auto, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's just not the same. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a little. That was that was my other thought on. I think Jarvin specifically is. I do think that sometimes we talked about this a ton this last split, but I do think there are times where you you go into a game thinking that you are going to have to try something to get a win. Yeah, and, especially against tough opponent. Yeah, and I think you know <clears throat> if if we had taken TL's draft right or just a standard draft. And lost, then I think we would have been all wondering the same thing. MF is so good. Why do we leave her on the table? You know, Yumi is busted. Like, what are we doing? You yeah. know, so I think it's it's one of those where you kind of gotta, I don't know, you gotta make the call. Do you go for what's really meta? Do you go for what is tried and true? You know, I think if there's anything to be encouraged about, it's that, well, and there's, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but like, you know, the game, there were blowouts today and this game ended very decisively. And at one point it was just over, but we had a shot at this game and it wasn't just like up through five minutes, yeah, you know? Yeah. That is a good point. And I, I do think the, the victory was still like pretty decisive. Um, yeah. but I do think, yeah, that we were, we were within striking distance for a while, mm-hmm. um, which is important. Um, <clears throat> it's maybe worth pointing out at this juncture, Jordan, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, look at um, the who he interviewed with Travis. I didn't. Okay, no. so and and it didn't. It came out like I don't know. It wasn't like immediate. Um, so you know, just go watch it later. Um, but one of the things that who he said to Travis was like, even our coaches agreed that this was not like a good draft from us, hmm. right? So 
all the players were like, eh, not so sure about this. The coaches themselves, eh, not so sure about this. Yeah. And I, you know, that's pretty like incriminating because usually, you know, usually it's not quite so yeah. black and white with that. So they weren't even comfortable with the choices that they made. I think like they weren't, yeah. you know, Reaper <laughs> talked about his like notebook or whatever and how he has like th- a thousand drafts in his notebook or whatever. <laughs> and maybe like they just, you know, weren't, all the way ready for that one. Yeah. For that draft. But it almost feels like they checkmated themselves. We're going to talk about it later, but like, you know, the Jarvan pick came at a weird time too, because they were able to adjust their other champions to be able to leave the cataclysm because we picked it early as Darkus pointed out. Right. Um, So that did feel weird to me. Um, The, the Yumi pick, by the way. So, so moving on from Jarvan, talking about the Yumi pick. Interesting because, as you said, it's been like so OP. Uh, it was undefeated up until the point that we played it. Um, and it just felt like such a departure. Yeah. It almost feels like, you know, like when you leave middle school and you go to high school and then you like on the first day of high school, you see one of your friends who like is dressed totally different and looks totally different. <laughs> And they're like trying to assume a new identity or something. Like a beard. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, what? <laughs> you yeah. know? It's almost like we were feeling some pressure to, because we were playing a tough team and we yeah. want to be the cool guys um, to do something that was just so different than we are. And when I saw the Yumi lock, I was like, all right, we're totally abandoning our meta and going for like, all right, we think that this is the, the power read at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like having who he on Yumi because of how brilliant who he's been throughout the split um, with setups. Right. And it's just like, yep. you are at the mercy of someone else to set you up for that. ult. basically um, you can fire off your little cues and m- draw your name in cursive as they go towards the enemy <laughs> champion or whatever. But it just doesn't feel like who he's able to do what he's best at from that kind of position, you yeah. know? And, and not to mention, not fun to watch. Yumi's not fun to watch. Do you remember when Yumi was like every game, what was it, like a year ago? And it was, yeah. it was by the time Yumi. we were done with that, it was like, yeah. can we please not? Can we please delete yeah. <laughs> the cat? Um, yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, I think it was. it's a very different style. I will say it's not, in my mind, it feels a lot like, a lot of other enchanters and we have had successful enchanter comps you know famously um so i i it's not one of those things where i'd say this feels so counter but i think you're right in that putting who he on it specifically does feel like we're giving up a very strong like a point of strength for the team um you know and i think with karma when we had abadaga in on karma um it didn't feel as much like we were missing something because we had multiple other carry threats, right? But when you think about like who is our go-to engage guy, of course it's who he. Yeah. So, and like the Rome guy, you know, and that, you know, in this one, it, yeah, who, yeah, Yumi is set up to Rome, but who's going to, is he going to jump on Jarvan? Like they did that. <laughs> and then they just got a one for one trade where Yumi left with the kill. So it's like, how, how excited are we about that? Mm-hmm. You know, basically, Closer is there to set Huhi up for a kill on the Yumi. Great. This is fantastic. 
So, yeah, it, it didn't, you know, again, I think it's a similar overall story. Where it's like, oh, man, Yumi's there. Grab it. And then you know, we just kind of didn't have a lot to do with it. And how odd for a team that, you know, we we pointed out the level of confidence that they had in themselves and knowing themselves at multiple points during the year. Um, like opening with the karma mid pick when it didn't mm-hmm. work and we basically, no, we can fix this. This is still really good. We believe in this. And then yeah. basically, you know, setting a, a two or three week meta at the beginning of the split with that. And then later on in the playoffs, like having that confidence against uh, to take like Alistar three times in a row and <clears throat> some other things that we've done that yeah. shows like, no, we believe in our own version of this. We believe in our own um, vision for what the team is and not seeing them do that here is like, ah, man, are we just intimidated? Is this just like yeah. worlds? We just kind of, we got to do whatever uh, minimizes blame here and inadvertently ratchet up the blame. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we got to talk about that misfortune also. Yep. Yep. So you already talked about how it's, it's been the clear, like you have to play this champion in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so OP that even when we were playing Wild Rift this weekend, as you mentioned, I played Misfortune every time and I was destroying people. <laughs> Me destroying people with a champion. That's how OP it is. You were cleaning up. I was. Um, and in this, the Wild Rift World Championships, we got to see FBI on the pick. This yeah. does not look like a champion that fits his play style. Shall yeah. we say that? I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. Um, I lost count of the ults that I questioned. <laughs> Question mark pinged. The ults were really weird and they were always too early. They were always mispositioned a bit, you know, like just not quite the best positioning there. Yeah. Um, you, it's even a stretch to call some of them zoning ults, which has been <laughs> the old standby, the old go-to, the old fallback. Right. Uh, it it bleh, it did not look good. I was not expecting that, but at the same time, like, you know, that's not a champion where you're seeing him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my confidence in <coughs> the FBI the FBI MF was shaken a lot, and that sucks when you have uh, an obvious power pick that maybe you're not set up to play at Worlds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that sucks to not take advantage of that. So. In some days interview with Ashley Kang, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm also guessing you didn't get to see that one. That and that one didn't come out until like, I don't know, maybe like an hour before the pod or something anyway. But uh someday like straight up said it that he, he was like, Yeah, FBI was nervous. Like you can hmm. tell he was nervous. Interesting. Uh, how far are we willing to take that? Like when you hear someday say that, you com- you check that against what you saw with your eyeballs. Um, yeah. During those games, like how confident are you just writing that off in that way? And then as a follow-up question, uh, fixable? <laughs> like MF fixable or FBI fixable? FBI fixable. So here's here's how I think about it. Like you said, like you started off saying, this is not a champ that he has a ton of reps on, right? I don't know. if We could quickly pull that number, but I'm guessing this is not a champ he's got more than a handful of professional games on. Um, so I think when you combine that champ that he's less experienced on stage with, with the fact that he is nervous, 
And when you look at our comp, who is our carry? Is it Yumi? You know, is it <laughs> is it Jarvin? Um, you can have a Zoe that takes over the game, but that's not a carry. That's a you know, that's a poke. So if we are going to team fight this thing out, it needs to be him. And he is nervous and he is on a champ that he doesn't have a ton of reps with. And suddenly you have a spaghetti ult, right? Like that's kind of how I think about it. Um, you know who looked great in this game, who was an ADC is Viper. <laughs> and uh, he was on Kaisa, which is a champion that I absolutely love FBI on. And so, FBI absolutely loves. And FBI absolutely loves it. So I, I, I actually, I'm really glad in a way that Viper took Kaisa because it worked. <laughs> Granted, he is pretty good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that champion is available to be played. Like, you can you can still play. So And it was not just I, that game, yeah, that Kaisa was getting played. Um, yeah, yeah. We saw the opener is, by, played, I think, by FPX. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaisa feels like one of those ever-meta champs, you know. But yeah, it, so I, yeah, I, I do. I think that FBI will bounce back. And I think it'll probably be when we, either when we decide, you know what, if we just, oops, not all Jarvins. Um, oops, all Jarvins. <laughs> yeah, remember our, our Jarvin flex yeah. fun times? Uh. Um, so, you know, if we, if we, like this, maybe this is one of those, okay, Maybe this is kind of a similar thing where we had the karma. And if you asked us to review the weekend after Friday, we'd say never do that again. And then on, on Sunday, we're like, I guess we have a perma ban against us. That's yeah. awesome. So now I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm not totally confident in that happening, but um, yeah, maybe the team is. And we've seen the team be in that place and make smart decisions in the past that they've been rewarded for. So I think two things will happen. One, they will assess whether or not this this team plays differently. This this comp plays differently with a carry jungler, and two because I think you could I think you could be fine with a carry jungler. Is partially what I'm getting at here. I think this team only looks better this comp if you just do a one for one swap. So I think that could be a possibility. Um, and two, if they don't, then they'll just put him on something he's actually much more comfortable on. I think he'll be fine. I think yeah. he'll be fine specifically. <clears throat> um. Well, kudos to EDG for taking away Philios. I feel like this game might have been totally different if Philios was mm. up and draftable. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that's just me throwing that out there. But I, I really do feel feel like th- we may have drafted slightly differently if the bans came out and he was available, you know. Yeah. Um, but it could be this was the plan all along. Who knows, Jordan? I don't. Yeah, it might be that they said, if MF Yumi's open, <laughs> we're taking it. It's good. Yeah. And it was. Um, I did want to. I I don't know how I'm going to address listener takes today because a lot of them have to do with the draft. Um, but I did want to make this point that Darkuth made in his take. Um, he said that he's genuinely curious as to why they went with Jarvan for second pick, and why they went with Zoe last pick. Mm-hmm. He says that was what we. He he said that's what they saved counter pick for a champion that it is very best even in lane, and definitely loses the two v two. You know, he thought that was very weird, you know? And so, yeah. um, yeah, it just, it just felt like we got shaken off of whatever our draft plan was because we we're like, Oh, maybe we should do this play. What people seem to be playing, you know? Yep. Zoe pick yep. did not really bother me actually. And I think a lot of people didn't like it. 
he went oh five and three. Abed, excuse me, he went oh five and three um, on the pick. I don't know. It's just hard for me to like look at the Zoe and faults the play of the Zoe, uh, the choice of the Zoe, like drafting yeah. it. You know, he was hitting cues. He was actually like accuracy wise. I thought he was pretty good on the Zoe. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are a couple spots where I was like, oh, that bubble could have gone a little bit differently, but like he was getting some good punish on people in a game where he didn't have a ton of support around him. I feel like Zoe's at her best when you know they are afraid to walk at you at all. Yeah. And you just get unlimited free it's like a shooting range. Um <laughs> this was not that. And I think he did a good job of finding some some pretty good shots, right? Like I'm thinking about the top jungle fight um where he opened it up chunking Viper down to 40%, right? Like that was yeah. good. That was a pretty crafty Zoe play. And his sense pointing on chat, he had a 1v1 up in top side that yeah. that was ultra he, close. And he almost, yeah, he almost left with a trade and could have perhaps left with just a solo kill. Yeah. And he was substantially down at that point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. It was, it was late. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I like that, that scoreline looks really bad for Abadaga, but I didn't feel like this was a, you know, Abadaga bad game. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. I agree. Which is kind of weird because I feel like the only person that, I thought like had a bad <laughs> game when it came to play was, was FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else yeah. is just like limited, right? Closer's limited mm-hmm. by what he can do. Uh, yeah. Abadago was kind of limited and he also got a lot of pressure um, who he's limited by what his champ can do. I thought FBI is the only person who like kind of played a bad game. Um, and hopefully that's something that can be a turnaround. So, uh, I mean, and, Oh, go ahead. Should we, <clears throat> are you going to talk about Sunday at all? I don't think we need to talk long about it, but just to mention, like his his act, his game looked pretty crisp on the edge, you know, all things considered. Yeah, like he had a favorable KDA. He was three one and zero when closer was 0-5 and four, and he, he was. I think he was at at one point they called out he was over ten CS, but he was still gapped like thirty CS. <laughs> I was going to say Flandre like. Really gapped him CS wise. That dude um, was he was obviously cheating. I don't know. I don't know what where he found all those minions, but the CS uh, numbers on that don't check out. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> yeah, he, he was is, going off. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I thought somebody played a great game. Like all things considered, he was set up yeah. to be I mean, weak side. Yeah, and he still came out pretty well given you know, the position he was put in and that we clearly chose to play around a bot lane. And I'm not, I'm not saying we should throw a party here or anything to like celebrate this amazing HRX game. But I think it's encouraging that someday managed to still be a relevant player in a game that was otherwise pretty out of reach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at like, and, and that's what you want to see out of him specifically, because first of all, remember how he had to silence everybody, including us about like, getting older and being like not that effective anymore um, at some of the things he used to be great on. Right. He silenced uh, LCS fans during the playoff run and continuing that momentum at worlds is important. Plus given the composition of this team, he's going to be looked at as, as the veteran. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you want to see your, your vet setting the good example for everybody and, and playing up to, you know, his potential. Um, 
so yeah, hopefully that can continue. Um, here, I just realized something. Mm-hmm. Did you know that every kill we got was on a Mako? Yes, I did. I was going to point that out. That's All sad. of our six kills were kills of <laughs> the support. And we were like trading out like jungler for support, you know? Yeah. It was not, not great. It was not a great day. <clears throat> um, but they did have champs with a lot of escapability also. So, you know, highly mobile um, dudes mm-hmm. for this one. Yeah. Uh, so all that being said about draft, where do you think we are on the meta read? So if you compare this to some of the other things you saw, um, you know, we had our conversation about abandoning what LCS did. Uh, and then just what we drafted, what we played. It's early. What what do you see in the meta? How do we read that? Just in general, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, I think... Um, I mean, honestly, I'm not too worried when it comes to the meta. And I don't know how you're feeling about this, so maybe we'll be at odds on this one. But like, <laughs> I just look at some of the teams that are succeeding with, with comps that don't look out of reach for us. Like, look at... I mean, just look at EDG's comp, right? Graves' top is is sort of the... That's the one thing they did that's not like, this is a top, you know, um, 10% played champ in this position. And, you know, Graves could be that elsewhere. We just don't see it as much in the LCS. Mm -hmm. And I know that at different times, Graves is a a common top laner. So, um, Leeson, LeBlanc, Kaisa, Nautilus. Yeah, that we can run that, right? Now, can we run that and beat EDG with it? I don't know. That's a different question. Um, I think we're good enough, though, to beat a lot of teams. Um, and I guess really right now, it doesn't matter how many teams we can beat because the only ones that we're playing are EDG T1 and uh, Dead FM. So, you know, can we beat those teams with it? I think we can at least, at the very least, be competitive with it for sure. So I'm, I'm feeling okay about our meta uh, read, knowing that this style of composition is viable. Um, and I think, obviously, a lot of this, their comp was an answer to our comp. Um, but, you know, I, I think... So you am I, am I hearing you right that, like, you like the comp? You just didn't think we us? played it out well. I like EDG's comp. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were saying it was... You like EDG's comp, but that was a response to our effective comp on paper. Yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> like, they took a comp where everybody on their team, except for Meka, who... who uh, managed to hook his way into a couple of bad situations or just like save his team. Um, <laughs> but you know, like they had, they had a comp where there's no mistake that they're, that the majority of their team can just leave the cataclysm if they'd like to. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's probably why they drafted this specific set of, of teams. But sometimes it does feel like you, the meta shifts in ways or, you know, right. comes after certain champs where it's like, well, you can't play Kaisa, you know, but if you can play Kaisa and LeBlanc and Lee Sin, that's three out of five that I'm feeling great about already. And, you know, and then of course who he's going to have. So I don't know. That's where I come down on it. I think, I think our standard is good enough to keep us competitive in this group. It'll be very interesting to see what we do next time we play EDG. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. I, guess I would love I, to just see us go toe to toe with them, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I honestly, I would like to see us play what we, you, kind of the stuff we played during um, mm-hmm. LCS playoffs, just to see how it does. Because if you look at um, today's results, 
there are some things that are fairly conclusive, but there are there. It's like it's really a mixed bag, you know. <clears throat> some like we talked about the MF, we talked about Yumi, both those being agreed upon as like powerful, effective champions. Graves Top looks to be another one that emerged. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing Leeson Jungle, uh, and you know we saw TL take down Mad Lions with like a very uh, NA comp. But we saw C9 take, I mean, I guess they did have, they did have MF Yumi bot lane, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> you know, they were playing into uh rogue played rumble, Kiana TF Lucian Nami, which is definitely not something from LCS yeah. playoffs, you know? So it's like, it's, it's kind of inconclusive for, for us, which is frustrating. I, I mean, I know only one day went, you know, went yeah. on, but I, I'm not sure we have like a definitive sense for like, yeah, we should or should not do these things. So because of that, I'm kind of hoping to see us play a more standard, what we used to do comp and see how that measures out. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> look, we've seen the number of different looks that this team will bring. And I would be, I would be surprised if we didn't have some other stuff that we are working on, right? Um, the question will just be, is it good enough? And you don't, in our group, you don't really get any like freebie games, right? There's not, there's not going to be a team where you're like, well, let's, let's just get some stage practice with this. Yeah. Dead FM, maybe, but again, I think you, I, I if you sleep on that team, either, yeah. yeah, if you sleep on that team, then uh, C9 will tell you what happens. So, you know, I, I think, um, I think it would actually be, it's kind of like, do you, it's risk reward. Do you play for some of the styles that people are going to be less prepared for? Or do you say, here's our standard look, what's yours, and let's see who wins? I think our team is good enough now, and it's certainly better than it has been in the past, where I've, I felt very, um, I guess, unconfident in our standard against matched up against other super strong teams. So, you know, at least there's that. Yeah. Yeah. At least it feels different. Okay. So that, that was one thing actually I was going to point out and I'm not sure why I believe this. Okay. So this is like a, this is a feeling thing. This is not like, you know, I've been thinking about this all day and I wrote it out on paper and this is what I, yeah. but look, it's just like, it feels like today's loss wasn't really that big of a deal. And maybe it's because we feel like there's throwaway picks. Maybe we feel like there's, you know, the draft was was weird enough that <clears throat> it wasn't fair. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a fair look at us. Yeah. I don't know. I just get this feeling like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I'm not whatever. sure where I'm coming from with this. Like, yeah. like yes, it's true that virtually no one expected us to win this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's true. I get that in it, but I don't think that's necessarily a pressure off situation because we're NA and we come with baggage. Mm-hmm. Like how much you lose by as an NA team matters. It's judged, you know, and, and, and it's memed by EU people in Twitch chat who just take over everything with emojis. Right. Yeah, that's a real that. thing. So it matters how you lose and how much you lose by for an NA team. But I don't feel pressure from it. Is that a me thing? I got thing? two ideas. We've seen so many of the LPL teams and the LCAK teams for that matter 
absolutely blow out teams and teams that are meant to be good you know like teams that people think are good legitimately think are good so i think the fact i mean the fact that we we were still playing this game until we weren't it, you know until like the the decisive fight came through i think counts for something um you know i don't know if you look at it on a paper it, it looks like a really bad game it's kind of a <laughs> weird thing like i think if you just look at the outcome and the result then it feels worse than it felt to watch it live and maybe that's part of it it's like look if we just did a couple things differently um you know if fbi was that much more confident this could have gone a different way, or at least it could have been a much closer game. So, but I, I agree with you. I mean, I think, it, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that I think this is a lot of people's favorite team to win the whole thing. Yeah. And this would be similar to our last trip to Worlds if people had the crystal ball and they could see that the two teams we were playing against were finalists and champion, eventual champion. Then I think they would say, yeah, 100T, yeah, okay. Didn't didn't look great in that game, but they were playing against the best. So there you go. Coming into this one, everybody knows EDG is the favorite, probably odds on. So that counts for a lot. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I think one like thing we didn't. Sorry, just one last point. We didn't go down like you know sixty CS in lane and get killed three times, like. We we held our own at certain points of a game that other teams have not. And I think for me, that's what it is, right? Like, yes, eventually the wheels fell off and EDG is a great team and they accomplished what they had set out to do and they beat us. But it wasn't just that we rolled over and died and, you know, said, well, look, we'll, we'll spend a little bit longer at the shop here if you guys just speed this up, you know? Like, that's not how this went. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to make sure that... um. <clears throat> that uh, we brought up, like how, especially how that bot lane went, right? Because mm-hmm. early on, like with how the first exchange went, like they cheesed in the brush level one. Yep. Um, when we came in the lane, and uh, that like could have really, really screwed up everything for us. And we've got come into this analysts are setting up like this is the best bot lane in the world, talking about right them. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to have this entire conversation without mentioning the fact that the boys hung in there. Yeah. They got through a very difficult situation, like immediately at the early levels and, no <clears throat> and more or less, more or less like won the lane. Um, it was weird how that whole situation played out because there was that weird, like extended dive mm-hmm. that we did yeah. to try and get that bot tower, which like, Honestly, we should have just stayed and autoed that turret down even if we died, and that probably would have been a better outcome than what happened. (laughs) But, you know, we got a ton of pressure. We forced them away, got a lot of turret plates, you know, and, and like, it just, I don't know. They they played that lane well and hung out with what people are saying is the best bot lane in the world. Now, also in that Who He Travis interview, um, <clears throat> he said that their like their team believes that they basically have the best bot lanes like in their group. Like, EEG is the best in China. T1 is the best in LCK, and they're the best mm. in NA. Mm. 
right? So it yeah. is kind of like interesting to to see that. Yeah. Uh, and so the problem with we talked about FBI having a bad game. The problem with FBI's game was mostly related to the later team fights and his ulting, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the ults were bad, and the yeah. team fight he just wasn't effective, right? Later on, but when you come to lane phase, like the dude balled out. Yeah. Um, yeah. how are we feeling about that? Like, is that just because they were on power picks, or can we feel confident and like these guys do in battle? I think you have to feel confident in them doing battle until they've demonstrated to you that they can't. Like, they got popped early. Kaisa Nautilus. Nautilus was hitting hooks, you know, and they they kept their composure. They didn't buckle into the pressure. They didn't give the lane away. Like, I think that that, that has to give you confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the trick then is to not lose that confidence when it comes to how the rest of the game went. When it comes to lane phase, you know, find me a, a team that is going to be able to exploit your weaknesses in lane more. I'm sure there are you know, there are picks they could have taken a bot lane to win harder in lane. But, you know, if you're going to tell me that Viper and Mako can't punish somebody who is on even a favored matchup who who messes up in lane, then I think you're kidding yourself. Um, and, you know, that's they, they, they play it a knot who has kill pressure in lane. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I, I think I think you'd be foolish not to leave that feeling like, OK, we can we can do this. Right, like we are quality. This is not just that the LCS is a bunch of babies in in the bot lane, and we're the best baby of the bunch. Um, you know, this is this is the best of what's out there, and I think there's a lot of positive things to take from that. The first 10, 15 minutes of this game. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping like what they do is when they're kind of reviewing the game and 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 trying to learn from it that they focus on that like oh, we actually, like, look look how well you guys did in lane. Like, yeah, yeah it, didn't go, it didn't translate later on, and we have to get those butterflies out, but, like, you know, you guys should be playing with confidence because you just hung with yeah. those guys. You know, like, I, right. I hope that that's the message that they take home from their reviews. For sure. <clears throat> so, um, kind of the last, like, main topic I wanted to hit is just kind of, uh, just kind of doing a check on... Um, our expectations and reality of this team, because as we alluded to before, like I don't want to understate the impact of like the visa issues that have been had. Like we're talking about what our meta read is. We're talking about how things have gone. And it's like, well, we did lose like, what was it like two weeks to closer not having a visa? Like, Mm -hmm. so we're definitely starting off on a foot behind everybody else. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to say that that's not important or whatever, right? Like, especially because the team was together minus him. It wasn't like, oh, we he doesn't have his visa, so we haven't gone yet. It was, and so they're still scrimming together or still playing. Together. It wasn't right. like that at all, right? right. They right. were, they were there, and he wasn't. So, like, I don't know if we have enough time to catch up in that sense. Uh, things will have to gel really quickly. Like I've been, I've been joking. Like we just need to like watch more Mad Lions vods because that's what they did during yeah. LCS playoffs. You know, to like improve super rapidly. That's what they they said. That's what I think Freeze <laughs> was pointing out. But uh, I hope that that doesn't doesn't like overpower the rest of our worlds run. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to be like dismissive of that fact. Yeah, I think it matters. 
Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's not, it's not, um, inconsequential. And I, I also don't think it's possible to talk about it as a factor without it being perceived as, as an excuse. Right. Right. It's one of those tricky things. Fanatic has a, has the uh, kind of the separate or the uh, I guess the other end of that spectrum where yeah. it's like everybody now expects them to not to be in other groups. And if they made it out of groups, it would be viewed as a huge success. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's clearly not nothing, but it's short of being something that people are happy to kind of give you the pass for. Um, so. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think for me. The thing is, um, it's it was always going to be a tall task, right? It was always going to sure. be a tall task to make it out of this group. And everybody who is putting their picks together, their pickups together, all the analysts who are deciding who's going to make it out of this group, I don't think that any of them are thinking about this fact. And they're still not picking us, right? So it makes a tall task even taller. Um, for me, I feel like so far as expectations go in a weird way, they almost seem higher after watching this game, just the early parts (laughs) of this game, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, well, everything we just talked about the bot lane, you know, if we show up now and we get rolled in lane, I'm going to be like, we just gave, we gave it back. We had, we had gained some credibility here and now it's, it's, it's given back. Um, so yeah, I guess in that sense, I feel like, Early, early read is the the talented players we have, and we didn't really. It felt like we didn't have closer in this game. Right is the other crazy thing. Yeah. The talented players we have are talented. Yes, confirmed. Right. Um. So, I don't know. I I, I would not say that I'm leaving this game thinking like, well, maybe next year. Yeah. You know. Well, um, I, nightmare scenarios of like Team Liquid does super well. And it's like, oh, well, they're the real ones. It should have been. No. <laughs> That's I, for me. It's like, oh, I, I will like, yeah. I will be so frustrated if if that I, is what emerges as the narrative, you know? Only the trolls are saying that. The way that LCS, this, this is what it would be if the LCS finals had been close. If, if Team Liquid had made some goofy blunder and then we just got lucky, right? if they fell asleep at the wheel and forgot that Baron had spawned, right? Like one of those things was like, Oh yeah, here you guys go. A charity trophy for you. But this was truly us stomping them. So even if they were to get out of groups, which honestly, I hope they do. I hope that every team sure. gets out of groups. Yeah. I'm, I'm in um, that boat too. I would not for a second feel like it diminishes our trophy. I don't think anything can diminish our trophy. The way we won it was so dominant. Even if we, you know, okay. Well, I'm not if worried we, about the trophy being diminished. I'm just worried about like the narrative after this being like, oh, 100 days, eh, worlds, eh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like, <clears throat> okay, T1 and EDG. We're not better than those two if we don't make out the groups. This is hypothetical now because I think I think we have a chance to play for this. Right. But it's going to, it's like, I'm going right back to 2018 if that's the case. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm saying I'll I'll hold my comment until we see where this washes out. But I I have a sneaking suspicion that these two teams are good. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think that uh, that's already been confirmed. So good news for us. Yeah, they're good. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm not. Uh, yeah, 
I'm not overly worried right now. I hope that we can. I it's kind of like my hope right now is that we can perform to the the level that I actually am becoming more convinced we can. Right. That's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's like now if we underperform, I feel like we're almost letting ourselves down rather than just like yeah, everyone else is just better than us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That kind of thing. I think that makes sense. Though I will say. I still, I still believe in the whole, like your boys have to be there once or twice before they learn how to win mm. it. And, and that may yeah. come out, that may come out of like my like LeBron fandom, right? What's like you yeah. watched him, um, get smoked in his first finals and lose his second finals as well, you know? Um, yeah. and just feeling like uh, it take it takes something to learn how to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not everybody's going to have that naturally. Um, Faker so would probably agree with you, Cole. <laughs> that's part of the reason why I, I said at the beginning of the year, everything that happens for this split is like cherry on the top. Like if yeah. we do well this year, it's just bonus. And next year's the real year. I, st- I think I still have that DNA in me, but we'll see. Well, this I, is day one, man. This is day yeah, one. Day one. The story Here's has what not been written yet, you know? I hope that this forever changes FBI. I hope that he now never loads into a game thinking that he can't win the 2v2 bot. Because this is it, right? Yeah. This is the this is the thing. And it, it was a nightmare start, too. So right. to your point, I, I'm 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 flashing forward like five months or whatever it is to the start of spring 2022. And he's like, we're leaning against who? You know? Okay, great. You know, like, yeah, I think we got it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we can do this, you know? So that's good. That, and that's, if that never leaves you, if that is in your DNA as a player, then that is only a positive. Yeah. Well, um, let's run through some listener takes. Like I said, some, a a lot of this stuff, actually, we will have either referenced or already addressed or something, but let's do it anyway. Um, And let's get this stuff that has to do with draft and 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 Jarvin and stuff out of the way first Jarvin. since we kind of talked about it. Um, Nobody Gaming said, I wasn't a fan of any of our picks minus the misfortune. So he actually liked the MF pick. Uh, says, Aatrox seems very removed from the meta. J4 isn't the playmaker we need closer on. Zoe has always been an issue for us no matter what team plays it. That's funny. And Yumi <laughs> doesn't really seem like a who he pick in my opinion. So um, I think... I think you and I are both in agreement, Jordan, that uh, the Aatrox I thought was was as good as you could expect it to be in this. Um, and I think it was an okay pick given the circumstances. But yeah, I think we also kind of agree with the rest of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to some degree, that feels about right. You know, just kind of said it in a much more succinct way that's how tweets work i suppose (laughs) yeah um but yeah um sandwich pointed out that he says i'm not the smartest about all this which that disclaimer also applies to jordan and i who are idiots um, league of legends dad approved way to start any take that's right but from what i understand carry junglers are still very prevalent i really don't understand the j4 pick i do think we'll have better matches than today but as part of that we got to get closer on something that's more for him the words right in my mouth sam Amen. I, this dude bought some elgato <clears throat> product i knew he was a genius yep that's he's right. just 
just reaffirming it every and, chance he gets. And tagged tagged Elgato and us in that, which is you know that's the real way to do that. Show that it works. Love to see it. Thanks, uh, Sam. Thanks for this take too. And Mont Mont succinctly described this as our draft didn't seem like a hundred T draft. So mm-hmm. again, worth a call back to how we used to feel about our drafts before Reaper was our coach versus how we feel now. Yeah, you know where it's like we right, expect right. now to like have a great draft and great preparation. Yeah. So. Um, no. and, I, and we have a style, a distinctive style yeah. that, that we have come to both enjoy and expect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I pulled out some of dark who's take already. Um, who was talking about like the, the timing of the Jarvin pick and the timing of the Zoe pick, um, by the way, hello to the unified people who are rating us as we finish breaking down this hundred T versus EDG game today. Happy to see all of you. Um, <clears throat> But uh, Darkuth also had some uh, some pros to go along with the cons in his take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he points out, just like we recognize, he said it was cool that even with the level one cheese, our bot lane stacked up quite well against what many consider to be the best bot lane in the world. Also, the problems at least seem fairly clear and fixable. And that's a point we have not made, right? Yeah. Where uh, it, it does seem like virtually everything from today that didn't go right is something that you can easily fix or address, right. you know, yeah. um, at, at least that, you know what the solution is like executing the solution. Maybe that that's still challenging, but at least it's like, you don't have to crunch the numbers and get your sleuths working on what just happened. Cause it's kind of obvious, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, this, I just want to finish cause it brought yeah. a funny thing to mind. Give me an AP. This is dark. So give me an AP carry jungler and a control mage mid and let's run it back. Let me just say, uh, Nautilus is not able to hex flash his way out of a shockwave. Oh, just put it out there. And <laughs> that was one of the funnier moments. Yeah, I've seen the hex flash. Yeah, um, that one hurt. Uh, it was the the slow speed escape from Nautilus. Yeah, the but but imagine some of those fights, right? Like some of those key fights happen in North Jungle. That's like the one that keeps coming back to me. If you just replace the Cataclysm with a Shockwave, a well-placed Shockwave, maybe delivered by the type of jungler that, that Lee Sin, or sorry, that uh, Closer typically plays, like a Lee Sin, um, even though he's big, that's a very different fight, right? And it's it's almost impossible to miss an MF ult into that kind of a situation. Well, so, one would say that about some of the MF ults from today. I, will just I don't play MF, I should it. clarify. <laughs> Um, and we had, uh, so Lampy submitted to take our old good friend Lampy who said the game against EDG is a wake up call. They are one of the top contenders to win worlds. And that was the first game out of the gates for hundred T there will be no easy games or free passes, no time to feel defeated heads up, focus and go next. And then hashtag and amen. And, uh, yeah, like, that was something I was thinking about. Is like the schedule made us play them first. If you look at <laughs> if you look at the matchup, right? It's like, okay, EDG is the is the LPL champ. Okay, and I think everybody is kind of like cool with they're going to win the group. But then when it comes to T one, there mm-hmm. may be some wiggle room. Now they looked amazing today, so mm-hmm. maybe this is pipe dream now. But <laughs> certainly leading up to this, right? They looked beatable yeah. and you could debate about like okay how's that gonna go so the schedule laid out like hey your first game baptism by fire 
um, you're going to get smoked by the best team. Okay, I'm cool with that expectation. Then you get the follow-up game against the weakest team in the group. Mm -hmm. There's your momentum builder. There's your, we can do this. We can build off of a victory here and feel better about ourselves. And then you play the team that you really have to beat to make it out, right? Yeah, right. And yep. <clears throat> so in that sense, like I like, I like Lampy's point because we, the schedule has set itself up, I think, in about as, as good of a way as it could um, for us yeah. to start this, this group off. Is it the same for the second round, Robin? Do you know? I have no idea. Um, okay. It's an easy answer to find, so I'll find that in a second. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just think, like, yeah, coming out of the gates, this is ideally how I would do it, to be honest. I wouldn't, like, want to ramp up. I wouldn't want to do DFM T1 EDG. Oh. I would want to get it out of the way, know what we're up against. Mm-hmm recover and then come back so yep yep yeah it's like oh it's all downhill from here boys this yeah. is yeah i guess it's more like this <laughs> yeah. um and then the final take of the night so i like that from lampy i'm just pointing yes out. i, I, I like say mm-hmm. i love lampy's uh brand of positive energy takes more of those please reasonable positive energy takes mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> it's not it's not hopium it's just like hey you guys got popped in the face all right Get up. Here's what's next. Yeah. <laughs> play your next game. Do it. Right. Um, so we'll end with Dr. Nolly's take, who says, 100 Thieves will win worlds. Nothing else needs to be said. Boom. There it is. Okay. I you like played it. played the air horn sound. I didn't hear it, but I'm confident you played it. <laughs> that is kind of wild. If you didn't hear that, I need to fix that on your end. But um, yeah, Nolly. <laughs> I like so you're you're saying it wasn't hopium before with that take. This this certainly you know is a different class of take. But if if that's where our mental needs to be, that's where we're gonna go. Yep. So Jordan, I don't think we're on record with this. By the way, what what do we get out of groups? Like, what do you have us down in your pickums? Like for our group, what's the order? It's classified information. I can't. Mm, it's not no longer. No, <laughs> no longer, longer classified. It's getting declassified at this very <clears throat> moment. Well, Cole, I have EDG leaving in first place. Mm-hmm. Do you need to ask? Of course we're getting out in second place. Of course. What what else could I ever put in second place? Yeah. I I, I spent zero seconds considering how likely it is that we beat T1 out of our group. Yeah. Because I knew that as soon as I saw our name on the list, we were going to be right behind the team who cannot lose. That's us. That's the ones coming in second. Yeah. And then DFM in fourth, then? No, they're third. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Yeah, they're fourth. (laughs) So I have to say, like, so because there needs to be some sort of profit cold segment um, Mm. for this since we are obligated. Um, So I, I also picked EDG. To get out of the group in first place. Mm-hmm. And Jordan, for that second place spot, I picked with my heart instead of my brain, man. And I go. took that, us to see that. I, I don't know. Look, you guys know I'm that. very open about this when I've made my profit coal picks. Didn't pick us to win else, yes. So there's yeah. your proof. He picks the way he <clears> thinks <throat> it's gonna happen, not the way he wants it to happen. Well, I'm saying, like, I've been very open about, like, when I get a feeling about something, mm. right? And a lot of the times it served me well during the split. But I got that feeling that it's like, we could still do it, man. Okay. We can still do okay. it. So I'm, I think, I think so. I, I think we got a tough road. Um, I am, 
I'm a little shaky after seeing what T1 did DFM today. And, but you know, I don't, I just, I think like, I don't feel like we're already out of it. Day one did not put us out of worlds. Day one was not like a disaster. It was like a game that we lost about as expected as, as we could, except for maybe a little better in some ways. So I look, I fully expect us to beat DFM. I know that they beat C9. I think that C9 is not. I, I think they are the third best team from NA right now. Right. And I'm sure that TSM would say they're the fourth best, fourth best team from NA. Yeah. Um, so I don't read too much into the, the T1 DFM outcome and how that game went because I expect that we'll beat DFM. Um, and we're going to need to if we want to get out in second place. Cool. We cannot lose to them. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be kind of tough. That's a must win. Yeah, otherwise. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, taking a, uh, a cursory glance at the schedule here. So tomorrow we have DFM at the same time, like I mentioned, 11 o'clock. Uh, we take on T1 on Wednesday at 1 p.m. We got an off day on Thursday because that, that's when during second round robin all the group days go to the same day. Yeah. Yep. So that three means... Per, three per day, right? Yeah. And that means yeah. on Saturday, that's that's our big day. Saturday is our, our big world's day where we're, our group will conclude. Which means, yeah. Jordan, if you believe it, the next 100 talk we do, we'll be talking about group results. Oh my we gosh, will know what? Factually, that we got Dang. out in the second place. Or first. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll try and do some kind of content midweek that's uh, apart from Rec League that maybe we can talk about um, our DFM game and our uh, our T1 game. T1. We'll see. We'll see what we can do for you guys. Yeah. But as your fathers, we're always here for you. That's true. And uh, thank goodness it's Worlds. Like yeah. legitimately makes a, an already very good time of the year even better. October is absolutely smurfing at this point. Yeah. And especially now that uh, our annual get together with friends is set in the month of October, like perfectly. Jeez. By the way, Valorant is playing this week too. Oh, come on. Give him a break. So we got some things to do boys and girls and hop in that. Yeah. Piper barrack time. No, the time, get your time turners out of the closet. Get your time turners out of the closet was the non-convoluted thing that Jordan said. That's where you keep Harry Potter fans know. Isn't that where you keep your time turner? That's where I don't know what you're talking about. So time turner. Yeah, I know. I know about these things. Anyway. All right, nerd. With that, (laughs) let's (laughs) let's conclude the podcast tonight. Everybody, thanks for being here with us. Um, We look forward to doing this again once 100T has uh, gotten out of groups for sure. And in the meantime, we'll be watching, we'll be supporting, wear your world's jerseys, wear the red Rorschachs, and uh, tweet me your images. All of that stuff. Make the memes. (laughs) (laughs) Make the memes. I meant of you wearing your jerseys. Don't forget to get yourself an Elgato brand foam shape. It's a great little fidget device. Free. They threw that one in for free. Uh, So, yeah, just get partnered so they send you that. Uh, Everybody, as always, we love you.